RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, a duet actual play podcast using the Savage Worlds rule set in our custom cyber fantasy setting. Thank you for joining us, and welcome back to Caldonix. Previously on Neon Heat, Athena hits the streets for information about the fog carnic Zeev and Anji. She then returns to the spire to sneak the prisme out onto the water in a handoff to a seemingly haggard Halarishi. Tuka directs their boat towards a stilt town hidden away from the prying eyes of the city proper to find that Isaac was indeed gone. Athena and Roja make their way to Pivo, the club and courier hub where Anji is known to hang around. The two of them have a tense and angry pause before entering the club, and Athena manages to lose the one shred of respect that Roja seemed to have for her. walks confidently through the door. So it's a it's a door. Like if you try the handle, it doesn't open. Never mind. She <laughs> confidently raps on the door. So Athena jimmies the handle first and then uh, knocks on it. There's one of those little slide bars near the eyes that somebody pulls back. Beady green Nakir eyes with the slitted pupils mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that squint at you. And there's a beat of silence. And then they just say, yeah. I was told to come speak with Arbor to get a cool little meeting with a new friend. Got a job. Need it done. Mm. Slide shut. Goes Roja, sidelong look. Another few seconds of silence, and then you hear a few clicks and whirs. The door creaks open, and as the door creaks open, you can now hear, it's not like deafening, but much louder thrum and beats of music coming from deeper within. And it's it's dark inside, but faintly lit, so you can see there's a pathway and some stairs leading down. Thank you. And she walks on in. And he's just an average-looking Nakir in armor, holding a large sword. Oh, mm-hmm. Excellent. Shuts the door behind you, re-engages the locking mechanisms as you make your way down the tunnel. Athena makes sure her jacket collar's popped. She's getting the vibe of this place. Nice. I'll give you Benny for that. That was fun. <laughs> Thank you. You and Roja walk down this gradually sloping incline, and it does turn into a set of stairs, and the music keeps building and building. And luckily for Athena, there's a heavy bass line. Nice. Alternates between grungy and industrial versus upbeat and energetic. Gotcha. And then you finally exit into what looks like a main room, and it's still dimly lit. The main floor is quite wide and expansive, dotted with tables and booths, each of which has a small, different multicolored quarry lamp lighting it, island pools of light in the darkness. 
dark shapes leaning together, whispering hushed tones. There's a stage far at the back where a band is playing a set, misty and foggy in the air, just from, it looks like, smoke machine on stage, some lasers and stuff. It's very colorful. Athena could get down with this place. Yeah. This is pretty cool. And uh, on the left, there is a bar, and it looks like it's the only main bar in the place. Smaller than you'd expect. It's not like a huge, long line, but there are servers moving back and forth between different tables. She makes a beeline for the bartender. As soon as the bartender sees you walking over, they meet you with a smile, and it's a scrawny-looking vel with androgynous features, pale, amber cat-slit eyes with medium-length brown hair that tumbles down to their shoulders. Soft features, and they cant their head at you. I don't think I've seen you before. Mom, first time here. Very excited to be here. Yes, and they incline their head and say, uh, well, if you need anything, if I can get you a drink. I wouldn't mind a drink, um, but I was told to come find Arbor. Is that you? They get a sly smile and quirk their head at you and give you a small wink. Say, yes, I'm Arbor. I think she returns the wink. Mm. She's very good at networking. Is Athena wearing a mask or anything right now? No. She's coming here and not hiding anything. She wants to effectively be a mask for Roja. After Arbor winks at you and you return it, they look at you just a little bit harder and they say, You are Deirdre Sedaris, aren't you? You can call me Athena. Is that your name? One of them. I think you'll fit in fine here. (laughs) What brings you down here, Regulator? This isn't uh, really your type of place and I might need to ask you to move along. (laughs) You'd You'd, be surprised what my kind of place is. You didn't bring your badge or anything? No. Okay, yeah. Well, I can see you're not in uniform, so it's not business. No, I was sent here by a mutual acquaintance. I'm looking to hopefully get a meeting with someone named Anji, because I've heard she's very good, gets stuff done real quick and real well. Mm. Nodding as you're talking. And who told you to ask for Anji? Sekapavi. This is a lie! Pavi didn't tell her to come here. You feel Roja shift a little bit behind you, but she doesn't say anything. But Arbor's eyes widen. Really? Seka Pavi sent you here to talk to Anshi? She just extends her hands out. This is a lie. Go ahead and roll for suede or performance, whichever's higher. And then it's going to be their contested spirit. Mm, I got a five. I'm going to apply some modifiers. Uh, With this lie, I'm going to give you a plus two to your lie because it fits. Six. What did you get? A seven. Ooh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, Arbor doesn't really have a reason to doubt that and seems to recognize the name. Well, that is unexpected. It has been quite some time since I've seen Sekapavi. I, I didn't I didn't expect to hear from her again. How is she? A lot better. Good. Good. I always liked her. She's got uh, a good network around her. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. She was always quiet, you know, when she first showed up. She was mm, far away. And then, uh, well, she and Anji started spending time together came out of her shell a bit more. Well, I'm I'm glad you found some comfort here. Hoping maybe I can find some different kinds of comfort here. Oh, different kind of comfort. And what might that be? Oh, just weight off my mind is the most comfortable thing for me right now. Athena, you aren't going to cause any trouble here, are you? Me? Yes. This Athena? No. Is this a lie for Athena? No, she's not intending to cause a ruckus or anything. She's just here to talk tonight. 
As long as you keep me away from the hard liquors, I think everything will be fine. Hmm. Sekapavi sent you here for Anji. Why do you need to speak with them? Pavi just said that she could handle what I needed, which is a bit private, if you understand. I understand privacy quite well. No problems there. Well, it must be quite an ask if Pavi would send you here to speak with her. Why is that? Well, they didn't part on the best of terms, as I'm sure you're aware. I don't really know a lot about how that all shook out. If she hasn't told you, then it's not my place to either. In time. She'll come out of her shell again. You know how it goes. She did the last time. Just don't crack the shell this time, hmm? Hmm. She didn't like that. Well, I believe Anji is currently meeting with a client, so you'll have to wait. But I'd be happy to put you on her list. That would be wonderful. Hmm. Motions for one of the servers to come over and hands them a small menu and directs them to uh, take you to a table. Hmm. This is a place of business, of culture, of trade. I won't have violence here. I won't tolerate it. So I will trust you to keep to your word. Of course. Anji is a close friend of mine. And I don't mind telling you that I will be happy to favor her over you should it come to that. I know how friends are. I, I give you my word. No violence. Not my intention. This is going to be a notice to see if they can notice Roja because she has literally been standing there this entire time, right by seven. Wait, as the server is about to walk away and they pause and look back, Arbor's eyes are on you, points to Roja and says, you take off your mask, please. Roja looks from you to Arbor and then back to you, hand up and presses the button to reveal her face. Oh boy. Arbor does not appear surprised to see Roja at this point, but they look back to you, Athena, and quirk an eyebrow. Your friend here is Persona Non Grata. I trust you knew that when you brought them here. Uh, she says, <laughs> <laughs> looking at Roja. Roja's arms are folded and she sniffs. I paid my restitution. Whatever my good friend here did, I think she's past that. Can't we all be? Arbor listens patiently as you say, and this whole time Arbor's expression is just very neutral and considering, listening to what you say, and uh -huh. then looks back to Roja and says, and you are here to see Anji. Is that right? And then she looks back to you for confirmation. I'm, I am here to see Anji. And Ms. Naveen here is with you. Yes. Uh, moral support. <laughs> I, I think that does draw sort of a, a snorting laugh from Arbor, and they shake their hair out with sort of a little titter. Oh, that's very funny. You may see Anji. Your friend may leave immediately or wait right here points off to one side where there's a disciplined chair next to the bar. A oh, very geez. uncomfortable looking chair pressed against the wall. She does a very slow head turn with pleading eyes to Roja. She doesn't know quite what she's pleading for. There are lots of different things, I think. This is going to count as a persuade from you, and I'm going to say it's at minus four. Uh -huh. Because you goobered before you came in here, and Roja is not keen on letting you speak to Anji alone. Minus four. Minus four. I'll spend one, Benny. 
Lord knows you got them. I spent another Benny. Uh -huh. One more. Rose is worth it. Oof. Might need that one to soak when she kills me. Roja, we gotta be cool. We have to do this. You know this is important. As Roja's simmering through that, Athena walks back up to the bar a little bit, because I think she'd been a few steps away, and just said, is there any way Roja could stay with me? I'm very nervous about meeting Pavi's old friend, and Roja promises she won't do anything untoward. Well, I'm sure you're feeling very nervous, and I'm more concerned with my old friend's safety. So, the answer is no. And I'm starting to rethink allowing you to speak with her in the first place. Roja this whole time has, has not budged and is still just jaw-clenched. This was foolish. Do what you wish. <sighs> I'll be out as soon as I can, but I understand if you just want to... We should find her elsewhere, when she's not stuck in her hole, burrowing down like the rodent she is. Roja, we're already here. Her hands clench and unclench. Fine. What are you waiting for? Go. Go talk to her. She's not here yet. She's with a client. Well, go sit at your table. Okay. She crosses her arms and plops down into the chair with a clack and a huff. At least she can still keep an eye on the situation. Yeah, the four I, of them. I think the failure here is that she's still going to do it because she acknowledges that, like, you guys have to talk to her, but she does not approve of you going by yourself and she's not happy about it and she's not happy about you asking her to remain behind to agree to that. So I think the price for failure there is that Rouge's mood goes down further. Hmm. Rouge is having a pretty bad time right now. Even after all that good needling about her musical tastes. Yeah. Started off strong. Arbor has a satisfied look as Roja plops down and waves a dainty hand to the server to escort you to one of the tables deeper in the main floor area. Before she follows the server, she does lean back over to Arbor and says, Pavi is doing really well now. And it's because of her. She nods her head over to Roja and then she walks away. She doesn't wait for a response. <laughs> she just follows the waiter. They'll take you to a table and, you know, if you order a drink or something, they'll bring it to you. She doesn't want to get poisoned. She's not drinking anything here. That's fair. And looking around here, there's a ton of different shady type characters. Some of them are more finely dressed. Some of them definitely look scummy, but... There's not a lot of group chatter. Most of these tables are one-on-one -on -one or two-on-one -on -one or something, and everybody's leaned together talking business, it looks like. And you're probably going to be sitting here for 10 to 15 more minutes before the server comes back to you and indicates a room towards the back. Looks more like a private booth where mm -hmm. there's like a curtain pulled. Lean down and they say, right this way, ma'am. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. They're walking you towards the curtain, and as they are, somebody walks out of it, heading in the opposite direction, perhaps the person that she was speaking with. Are they familiar? They have a dark traveling cloak covering their shoulders with a hood that's pulled low, so I don't know that you can get any distinct features. You can see the shiny glint of a helmet underneath the hood, hmm. and they have dark traveling gear, leathers, and all you get is a sky blue filter for the eyes. As they step out, they look up and they see you, and they 
pause very briefly before moving past you. How tall are they? Average height, probably. That'll have to do. Yeah, sh- shorter than you. Like, they're shorter than you, but nothing about their height stands out in a significant way to you. You've met plenty of people of this height, let's put it that way. She takes a deep breath and enters into this little booth. Well, you push into the booth, and much like the club outside, the interior is bigger than it appears from the outside. So the curtain leading into what looks like a normal-sized booth at a restaurant is actually a small hallway that leads further back into a much larger space. There's a short set of stairs that leads down, and as you walk in here, the air is hazy, much like it was out in the club, but this room is just dotted with furniture. It's a furnished-looking area. There's a hot tub in one corner with shifting flow of neon. Instead of water, it looks like it's Cory. Huh. So there's just liquid Cory pooling in this hot tub comfy looking couch there's a workbench on one side with just a bunch of parts thrown about a little mini bar even even though there's a bar right outside i don't want to walk the whole way it's a hallway right a nice wooden table in the middle it's worn but it's it looks like real wood from the surface which is not easy to find impressive there is a form standing over at the bar pouring things together mixing things as you let's say you're at the top of the stairs when you enter She would like to enter uh, not as clompily as usual, a little modicum of stealth. Like trying to sneak in? No, just being quieter when she's walking down the stairs. Okay. Just scuffs the last step as she's going down. Yeah, or there's a creak from the leather of your boots or something like that. And they speak to you before they turn around. You know, I was surprised to see your name on the manifest. I expected to see you sooner or later. But maybe not sooner. Why is that? I heard Pavi talk about you for so long that once you showed back up in the city, I knew it had to happen. Hmm. And then she showed up out of nowhere. After years. Years and years. She's pouring herself a drink. Do you want anything? I'm okay. Suit yourself. Takes the glass, which seems to be the same hue as the Cory in the hot tub pale blue takes a few steps closer and you get a better look the form in front of you now is an average height an athletic build they have tawny skin there are faint veins of purple light running underneath their skin occasionally more visible patches of glowing circuitry scattered across their body they have delicate but hard facial features with a strong jaw and their hair is purple with electric yellow streaks the left side of their skull is clipped short and feathery and it swoops over to the right Their eyes are human in appearance, with irises of that same shade of purple, accompanied by the telltale glow of the arrow, and the pupils are a near-black purple, but they also seem to slosh and shift like orbs three-quarters full of liquid. The very last thing you notice is that her features are kind of familiar. They're like, Pavi-adjacent. Huh. Like, she doesn't look like Pavi, but she looks like she could be Pavi's cousin. That's weird. And she steps a little bit closer so you can see her clearly and takes a very pointed but dainty sip of her drink, slurps it a little bit, and goes, So, what can I do for you? Oh, I'm hoping some very good work. A very self-satisfied and languid smile when you say that. And she says, um, what kind of work? 
What kind of work? Well, I heard you did some real good work for Pavi recently, and I kind of need more of it. She takes. If another, you're not too busy, I mean. She takes another sip and starts walking further into the room before plopping herself on. It's like a love seat, like a two-person couch. Plops herself into that. It's around the wooden table. Okay. And she leans into one corner of it and puts her her legs up on the other side, just laying across it. Power move. Cradling her drink as she sits. I am always busy, but Pavi indicated that you might need more of my expertise. I just wanted to make sure that's what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. Of course. Why else would I be here? That is a fun question. It is, isn't it? Takes a sip, staring at you very pointedly. Hmm. Can you roll me a notice? Minus two. That's an 18. She's sitting there sipping her drink and staring at you, and it's slow and it's subtle, but her facial structure is shifting a little bit. Hmm. That's weird. She won't say anything yet. She would like to cast empathy, though. She just wants to get the lay of the land with this lady. Sure. Four. It's a success, so you get a plus one to your social interaction rolls. I'm counting on it. (laughs) Yeah, just make sure you remember to apply that bonus. What are you looking for here specifically? General emotional state, but also anything sneaky that might be hiding about. She doesn't know. I'll start by saying that you don't catch anything that appears to be worrying, like what you're looking for. And obviously you don't know Anji, so you don't see anything in terms of like mental tampering or... No hint of the parasite, and nothing like that. Her aura is, at its core, the same purple as her circuitry. That's the baseline that everything else flows out of. Her aura is smoother and more flowing in nature, rather than erratic or static. The predominant emotions right now, certainly curiosity, more of a bubbling excitement. You can tell that she's very interested in having this conversation, but everything is still a bit restrained. You can tell that maybe she wants to be more excited than she is, but she's trying to keep a damper on things right now. But you have her attention. Oh, good. Uh, You mentioned your expertise. What exactly is that? Poppy's been pretty uh, tight-lipped about her augment, and I'm just trying to cast a wide information net, because this is important for me. I'm capable of a great many things. Most of what I do falls under basic courier work. I take jobs here. I move things around. I deliver packages, messages. I'm good with security, systems, electronics, databases, things like this. Mm -hmm. I'm a bit of a generalist. I'm quite an accomplished pilot. Really? What kind of pilot? What do you need flown? Nothing currently, I'm just curious. She gives you a a very small shrug of one shoulder and a very conspiratorial smile as she settles back into the couch. There's a groan of domba leather. Looks comfy. Athena has not sat down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and her legs are crossed and she's bobbing one foot absentmindedly. Does it look nervous or...? From what you saw, it's not nervous. It's hard to say if this is her general demeanor or if she's got restless energy. Hmm. Well, I mean, she's putting more of it into her right now, so... Mm-hmm. That's fair, yeah. I don't even know where to start. And she looks across the room 
There's a desk in one corner, and there's a digital clock on it that has the time. And she says, Well, I do have an appointment in a bit, but we have enough time for you to flounder, I think. Now she's holding the drink in her left hand and leans on her right hand, makes a fist out of it, and is leaning against the couch, just watching you curiously. Sort of Cheshire-esque in nature, just waiting for you to keep going. So, uh, back to what I need... Uh, what what are your your rates? Based on what I found out from Pavi and the amount you would need me to do, I would be very surprised if you could pay me financially. But I do like trading favors. That is not something I'm unaccustomed to. I thought not. So what do you need done? Hmm. Maybe I don't know yet. Maybe I need to know more about your skill set, what you can do. Oh, I'm just a battering ram. There's not much more to me than that. She gives you a toothy smile at that. There's never a shortage of things that need to be broken. I have something I think would be mutually beneficial in the immediate future. Oh, immediate. She inclines her head. Well, what would that be? Something that will fit within your battering ram skill set, I think. Oh, good. And something that you won't be opposed to. She frowns, but not angrily. A thinking frown with raised eyebrows as she considers what that could possibly be. I don't know what you've been told about me. Doubtless many things. I don't know how much is true. I don't know how much I care to correct them if they aren't true. But you can trust me on this one thing, at least. What I ask of you now is not something you will be reluctant to do. Hmm. But I'm also not going to tell you anything else until you agree. And maybe a little bit further down the line. Sometimes you need to take a chance, hmm? Oh, I'm not unfamiliar with this concept. <laughs> well, I've heard some stuff about you, mainly that you're a pretty cool cucumber. <laughs> Is what I've been hearing. And, you know, from your decor, I can tell that you've obviously got quite a, quite a sense of style about you. Cool cucumber. I don't know if that is meant to be a compliment. I suppose it depends on who said it. I, th- I think it was complimentary. Then I will take it as such. But yes, I would agree that my personal style is inviting. Did you come here alone today? Oh, no. I already knew that. I just wanted to see if you would lie about it. I have no reason to. Well, everyone has a reason to lie. Many, in fact. Well, not about this. So you don't think that I would be worried that Roja is sitting outside? Not after she's already been kicked out once. That is fair. And she's sitting in the chair. Yes, the punishment chair. It didn't have a plaque on it, but I assumed. That's what I call it. So, she must not be very happy to have to wait out there. No, she's not. She's taking a sip. Can you blame her? Can I blame Rosha? Looks away in thought, taps her chin once, and says, I suppose I could. Mostly, I don't care. As long as she isn't causing more trouble for me. She can stay in her lane, live and let live. I have a problem with people who think that 
they get to make decisions for others. Rosia thinks that she knows best and that all of her friends need to know it. That is why she does not like me, because I don't care what she thinks. Do you think you know best? I think I know what is best for me, and I think it is everyone else's business to figure that out for themselves. I think that's good self-knowledge to have, quite frankly, and I wish I would have learned it a little sooner. Better late than never. Anji's staring at you, and one of her two eyes shifts from the purple coloring to something more like an opalescent white Hmm. as she's looking at you. And it lasts for a couple of seconds, and then it goes away and reverts to its normal color. Your eye's doing a fun thing there. Mm Mm-hmm. What's up with that? Just checking. Checking? Checking you out. Seeing what you've got hidden. I don't think I have anything hidden. I think she she physically pats herself down. I didn't find anything. She puts her hands out. I'm just here to chat. I'm not... People think I'm very aggressive for some reason. But I generally, know. I just want to have a nice time. <laughs> it just usually is decided for me. I think that's really what everyone wants, to have a nice time. But most are not so good at balancing the deck. How is Pavi with that? I think it depends on her mood. She can be quite rambunctious. I heard you came came back after you two split to ask her something for help, maybe. What was that about? She arches an eyebrow at you and says, If Pavi hasn't told you, I'm not going to tell you. That is my past as well as hers, and not your business. At this point, she's just trying to get, like, a vibe for how, like, what kind of person she is. Like, if she would just put all this stuff on Front Street. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't know. Sure. So this job, would it conflict with my day job? With your day job? With being a regulator? Um, no. It is actually quite in line with your day job. Hmm. It's also quite in line with your night job. I don't know what you mean about that. She just has a leans forward a little bit. <laughs> She's a knowing smile. Takes another sip of her drink. Of course you wouldn't. Mm, she doesn't like that at all. Giving you a very pleasant knowing smile. I don't know who you're getting your info from, but rumor mongerings are oh, it's real nasty sometimes. <laughs> My sources are very thorough. In fact, you might find me better informed than most. Most, but not all? I would never assume that I know everything, but I am confident to say that I know more about you than you believe I could. Couldn't find me up top, though. Who said I looked? Poppy asked you to. She nods to that. She says, I know. I didn't know about you at that time. I don't understand. Do you need to? Oh no, I'll just add it to my long list of things. I'm sure you understand that showing one's full hand too early is rarely beneficial. Simply be content to know that I know enough. But I still have questions. What are they? She sniffs and and really considers that Many will be answered in time, I think. Maybe even before the night is out. Oh, 
Why don't you sit down? Is there an ottoman? There's a footstool ottoman hanging around. She pulls that over, tucks her legs up on it cross-legged, like we're just having a little chill hang. She doesn't want to sit on the same love seat. Oh, she didn't offer to let you. She, Her legs were still up. She's forging her own trail. That's fair. I am hoping that we share more in common than we expect, and that in the long run, we might be able to connect a few dots, help one another. Well, if this helps in any way, Roja finds me absolutely insufferable and says that you and I are quite similar, so I'm thinking you might be onto something with that. <laughs> ah, Roja. She does have a very particular way about herself. Don't we all? I suppose so. What is most important to you, Bettina? To me? Yes. Currently, uh, I'd say keeping my people safe. I think you have to know that or I probably wouldn't be here. And she nods in understanding. She's looking off to one side of the room. Maybe there's like a little Cory lava lamp. Probably reminiscent of what you've seen in the Heads of Regulation office. Orange liquid with the red crystals and green bubbles floating mm. through it. And she's watching it with a somewhat faraway expression and she says, Yes, I understand this point well, actually. And who are your people, Athena? Oh, my team, my friends, my family. You know. Pretty standard answer. Sorry, it's not more interesting. No, that's all right. As someone who has spent, sort of has a deadpan expression and says, substantial amount of time on the surface and returning to the city now amidst all this strife and... Turmoil? That is what I was going to say. Yes. She taps her head and then points between them. <laughs> she has sort of a... It's surprise... It's not quite indignant. It's like... <laughs> begrudgingly surprised. Like, Maybe she can just annoy Anji. That is what I was going to say. And you are, I trust, familiar with these wardens of the cult as they attempted to kill you recently? Yep. Pretty familiar. What do you think of them, aside from the fact that they tried to kill you? Do you agree with their views? Do you feel that the toppers need to go away? That being militant is the right way to go about it? That's a tough question, and it's one I've been thinking about a lot. I don't know if militant is the right way to go on either side of this, because that's just going to escalate everything. But they've obviously got some problems they need to sort out, and I want to help. I understand the goals that they've put forward, you know, publicly. But I also think there's someone else stirring the pot, trying to take advantage. And God, I want to find him real bad. She nods to this, a small smile, pushes herself to her feet and walks over to that desk, pulls out a clipboard with a sheet of paper attached to it. Where there is ideology, belief, there will always be people who want to take it, to twist it to their own devices, their own uses, to put themselves above others, distort the truth, change things, to make the people, to make them into puppets, subterfuge, smoke and mirrors. 
The people, I think, have the right to feel this way based on how much their city and their lives have changed. But they are being corralled into something they do not understand by those who would abuse them. I gotta help somehow. I gotta help and I gotta help fast. She nods to that, looking down at the paper. Good. And then tosses the clipboard to you. In this dramatically appropriate circumstance, roll agility. <laughs> I've rolled threes. Okay. So she she throws it frisbee style to you. Athena just goes, whoop. Anji probably threw it to her chest, and I think it just hits her chest because she didn't expect to have something thrown at her, and then it falls onto her lap. Anji, tongue-in-cheek, puts her hands on her hips in an unimpressed way, and just says, Huh. I'm off duty. I don't have to be on. You might want to reconsider that approach. And she points at the clipboard. She looks at it. It looks like it's a flyer, but... It's not ostentatious the way a flyer would normally be. Make me just a notice roll for this. Five. It's got a logo that is a crisscrossing series of lines that just seem like they're thrown together in a nut. It looks kind of like um, like if you were looking at a street map. Oh. It's just lines laid over, and around those lines is a shield. The lines and the shield are this blood red color, and at the bottom it says Ali Sahir. At the top, it says, Wardens of the Called. Where did you get this? You see, they're in the middle of a recruitment drive. Oh, good. If you see any of these, fucking burn them. She raises her eyebrows just a little bit to you and says, And why is that? This is an important piece of information. Yes, it is. We can use it to track them. Anji, I'm going to tell you a little secret that I trust will remain between us. New friends, as it were. Her smile widens and she leans in a little bit, putting one ear towards you. Something with these flyers, I've seen variations, is eating its way into people's brains, making them viable hosts for... We don't know. But I'll tell you what, if that fog goes off again, there might not be anyone left in East City if people keep looking at these... She listens with furrowed eyebrows as you relay this information to her, nibbles at her lip, paces around the room a little bit. You know how to work outside the law. You say that very certainly. Some of the pretense is now gone after you've relayed this to her. Yes, I am quite certain. Artemis. Cool. Holds her hands out to the side. Yes, my sources are quite talented. Well, other shoe was going to drop eventually. Someone was going to find out. True enough, but I'm not here to blackmail you. Oh, although good. I, although I could. I mean, that, that's a two-way street, huh? Yes, I suppose it is. I don't need more trouble. Neither do I. Exactly. I just wanted you to know that I know who you are. Well, it makes me feel a little better. Does it? It shouldn't, but... She takes a few steps closer, so she's looking down at you right now. Her purple eyes, which, when you're standing closer, you can tell that they're more robotic. You can see just a little bit more, and they do the equivalent of dilating. So there's a rotation in the pupil, and it widens a bit. And she says, Take solace in the fact that 
You don't need to hide yourself from me. How long have you known? I don't know. Two years, maybe? You didn't tell Pavi? No, I didn't. Why? Granted, I wouldn't have come back if she came to find me then. Uh, roll me a persuade. This is going to be at minus two. So a, a net negative one. Net negative one with your bonus, yep. I'll Benny that one. Okay. Come on. Four. Four. She considers you for a moment and says, because someone asked me not to. Who? As I said, I don't reveal my sources so easily. But what if the source is a mutual acquaintance? That may be. But it is still not my place. I could always just ask them later. That seems preferable. Bit of a run around, another thing for me to remember and probably forget to do, and then it'll come back and bite me in the ass far down the road. But we're all doing our best. Needless to say, it was a decision born of necessity. Or so I am led to believe. That's fine. I think she's more relaxed now. Mm -hmm. Sh again, shouldn't be, but I think she's just so tired of keeping up pretenses that it's nice to not have to actually do that. At this point, there has definitely been a shift in her facial features. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. What does it mm -hmm. look like? Her tawny skin complexion hasn't changed. Her purple circuitry, her eyes haven't changed. Her face has become a bit longer as opposed to being shorter and wider. It's... It's taller and more narrow. The cheekbones have shifted up. They're a little bit higher. What you notice as it's changing is that the structure itself is moving smoothly. Like, it's not jarring changes. It's just a gradual shift of everything. And as she's staring down at you and her posture shifts, you notice that the coloring of her pupils, it's not a full circle. Mm -hmm. It's three quarters of that. And when she moves the top of it moves too. Like it's liquid or a cup of water or something like that. Gotcha. So her pupils are always just a little... Wiggly. In, wiggly in emotion, yeah. So what were you doing in the bubble the other day? That definitely surprises her. <laughs> I have sources too. She doesn't have to know it was her. She looks over to you in surprise as you say that. With her face, you know, being longer makes sort of a... Hmm, of surprise. What was I doing? Well... The same thing I will be doing tonight. Gonna have to be a little more specific. If you agree to come with me, then you'll get to see firsthand. Well, if that doesn't sound like a little adventure. This. My night's pretty free. That is good. I'm gonna have to send Roja elsewhere, so maybe we should just meet up later. She smiles uh, not quite as widely this time, and she says, No, come with me now, if you're saying yes. Oh, good. And we're going to leave I out the back. I you had a meeting. I do. You're coming with me. Oh, okay. Okay. Points to the clipboard you're holding. We're both going. <sighs> Fuck. Okay. What, you don't want to go rub elbows with these unsavory people? Well, I don't think they're unsavory. I think maybe one or two of them are. You're likely correct. That's the case. Uh, I'm almost assuredly going to get shot or stabbed by the end of this night, so I wouldn't mind having my doctor along for the ride if I promise that she will be very chill. Anji looks back to you and she considers you for a long moment. And you then... have my word. 
As a Pantheon owner. No. Very trustworthy. No. No. You come with me by yourself if you want my help. This is the deal. I don't need Rosha. I don't want her around me. This is mutually beneficial. Consider this a test run for you. I want to see what you do, not what Rosha does. And besides, I can only get the two of us in. It's a plus one, you see. Well, let's go. Borrowed this invitation from a third party. A third party? She nods. Was it who just left before me? I think she gestures to her changing face. No, they just provided me with the mask. I was curious about that, but wasn't going to be rude. Yes, incidentally, I trust you can disguise your appearance in some way. <laughs> yeah, you because no, probably not. You're going to have to do better than that, Athena. See, that's where I keep running into problems. <laughs> I don't have any of my shit with me. What do you need? I need a mask. Do you have one? Ask me nicely. Angie, can I please have a mask? Please? You know, Roja has a mask. I can just go and get it. If you walk out that door and you go to find Roja, I'm not going to be here when you get back. And then you can figure it out on your own. This is very simple, Athena. She's already so angry at me. Anji, do you have a mask? Please? That was almost good enough. But I'm going to let it slide. Because I like you when you're upset. Not many people do. I am not many people. You don't seem like it. She turns around and goes to rummage on one end of the room. There's a little locker and it's a little storage compartment and she pulls it out and pushes a few things aside. There's a lot of mechanical clunking, just things rattling, maybe loose screws. And then she comes out with a pretty basic looking faceplate and Frisbee tosses that to you as well. Gee, thanks. You don't have to be so sour. I'm not. I'm just dealing with tomorrow's fallout already. I'm just... Trying to think a couple steps ahead. She cuts her ponytail off, cinches her metal band. Oh, that's commitment. I like that. That's not as much commitment as you would think. She uh, would just like to burn it on her floor real quick. Just poof. <laughs> okay. I won't make you roll for that just because Anji waves a hand as the hair goes up and in a puff of smoke. And she says, that's going to stink my room up. Why did you do that? DNA traces. I don't know what to tell you. Onward. <sighs> She has the mask on, but she's smiling to herself Sighs real big. in a resigned way. Yes, I suppose that it would not be good if you were tracked to come here, but this is a very secure place. For me, at least. Good. Where are we going? <clears throat> Believe it or not, it's pretty close to where you live. I think you're very familiar with it. Starts to walk towards the exit of her room and crooks a finger at you with a smirk. Don't crook a finger at me. Oh, but I already did. I'm beckoning you and you have to follow me. Come on. Just have fun. It's not so bad. Uh, see, your fun is my absolutely dire. So we might have a few mismatched expectations. She says this as she's rolling her jacket sleeves down mm -hmm. to cover her bracers. Mm-hmm. But I'm ready, and we're gonna go That's have cool. a great time. Why are you so worried about Rosha? Because I'm trying to be friends with her. It's really hard. 
as this is happening, she's led you out of the booth. It's not too far removed from the main area of the bar and the club, and it's dark, but there appears to have been another curtain pulled between this section and that section, so people can't see in here. And she leads you down the opposite way. So it goes just into a hallway that has dim lighting, and she'll wind you through some corridors as you guys are talking. Rose has been good to me. She didn't rat me out, even though she really had every reason to. And knowing her, that might be a bit surprising at this point. She saved my life at least once that I know of. Tell you what, got exploded. Wasn't fun. I guess my life has never been in her hands. Well, that's not true. It was negatively in her hands one time, it was seen. That is true. Yes, she was, uh, <laughs> she was a little handsy. Well, more like a little viney. A little barbed. Something like that. It wasn't cheap to fix things. Hmm. But she paid. She's got a lot of money, you know. I didn't know, but I kind of assumed. Oh, yes, she's very well off. Bet she wouldn't want you to know that. No, probably not. She does a lot of berating me for my family ties, mm. mostly. I wonder why that might be, hmm? I don't know. I'm as broke as the next bitch. Well, it's Nepotism's easy. not great, though. Well, it's easy to cast stones when you're ashamed of something. And she continues leading you through the corridor until you guys get to a little freight lift presses a button on the side and flips a switch and then when you are standing there it's like a two-person freight lift it starts to rise and she's standing next to you her posture is relaxed and she has one hand on an elbow the other cradling her chin as she is thinking and then looks over to you what are you wearing right now she's wearing her red leather jacket a tank top and some dark jeans with her little leather boots so you're not wearing armor right now no gotcha you look good in red. She reaches out, touches one of the lapels just to feel it. They are popped. Popped. They were popped when she came in. She has not put them back down. This is very stylish. Thank you. I've had it for quite some time. I was kind of worried it was out of style. No, it's worn. It suits you. It's, uh, what do they call it? Vintage. Distressed is very what nice. I would call it. Distressed. Oh, no. I'm sure that's how your enemies feel <laughs> when they're staring you down. I'm not sure they really think much, except, oh no. Well, you're still alive, and many of them are not. So there's at least some merit to it, if nothing else. So you looked into me in the surface. Hmm? You were looking around, sniffing around Pantheon? I wasn't, no. Not really. I mean, I was aware of it, but... Hmm. Well, maybe I have uh, another job for you then later. Oh? Yeah, not right now, though. Okay. Isn't that tantalizing? <laughs> it might be, depending on what it is. Oh, it's so juicy. Her tongue goes out just like a tiny bit, and this seems more like it's a subconscious thing rather than an intended action, mm -hmm. but it just like very lightly brushes her top lip, and then she bites her bottom one just a little bit. Mm. I can't wait. Oh, me either. Athena's having a really tough time tonight. <laughs> Roche is going to stab her or just refuse to heal her when she's grievous. No, she took that doctor oath. She has to. Did she? I don't know. She's not a medical doctor. It's true. Not a medical doctor. You guys are ascending in darkness for probably a full minute. And the lift goes relatively slowly. And it's actually it's pretty cramped in here. 
Yeah. There's, there's not a lot of movement. Not Jesus. Not, yeah, sorry. Oh, fuck. You want to go ahead and roll me a spirit? Yes. So this, one, this one's going to be at minus two. Because of her stress? Because of how cramped it is. Well, thank God for that. Five. Five is a success. So you're riding this lift, and the corridor leading here was also relatively cramped, so maybe it was a continuation of that. But you get on this lift, and you and Anji are standing shoulder to shoulder. There's a little bit of breathing room between you, but the walls all around you are only big enough for this lift, which is maybe maybe like four feet by six feet. It's mm-hmm. pretty small. And you guys are just slowly trekking up, and it starts to go up almost at an angle, so oh, you feel weird. the walls shift a little bit. How do you fight off this bout of claustrophobia? Oh, boy. She knows that this is a very serious night and she can't afford to appear weak in front of this hot chick. So I think what she does is she just balls up her fists and digs her nails into the palm of her hand. Mm -hmm. And she probably starts bleeding a little bit because of how hard she's crunching them. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's dark in here. Except for Anji. I mean, you're standing next to Anji, and depending on how she rotates and stands there, the only light here, aside from maybe one or two on the lift itself, are her glowing purple eyes and circuitry. So it's sort of like a weird glow-in-the-dark skeleton, almost, with parts of it interrupted by the clothing that she's wearing and her body facing away from you. Mm. But then there is a hatch that opens above you, and the lift continues up and comes to a stop, and it's a little alleyway with buildings all around you, so there's no real way to to tell where this is. It's a good little escape hatch, I guess. I guess you could call it that. It's more like a practical exit. Hmm. Come with me. All right. Are we going to the bubble? The bubble? No. Well, then why were you down there? We never finished having that chat. But oh. it seems like we're going to be walking, so... And she start, she's leading you down the alleyway, and the hatch behind you is closed, and now it just looks like regular street. Oh, well, as I said, I was uh, doing much of what I'll be doing this evening with you. It's just wherever the job takes me. Anji, if you're leading me to be killed, I'm going to be very put out. I'm not leading you to be killed. I wouldn't need to lead you anywhere to do that. Mm. Maybe I wouldn't even be able to. I don't know. I just... I am passingly familiar with what you can do. Maybe a little bit more than passing. Everybody picks up some new tricks. True. Adaptability. Growth. Enticing traits. Sure are. Leads you down the alleyway and you come out onto a street and you're a couple of blocks away from the club, still in East City. And she leads you down the street to eventually what is a small storage garage. And she walks into this open-air garage. It's probably like two or three floors with parking and stuff like that. And she continues leading you up there until you get to a hoverbike. Gotcha. Maybe sometime I'll show you one of my special rides, but this will do for now. I'm quite ready to be in the air again. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. As a heads up, there was a word at the bottom of those flyers, and I do not recommend that you say that word out loud at any point if you value, you know, staying alive or your sanity. She quirks a brow at you. Why is that? It's dangerous, and it's hurting people that say it, so, you know. I'll keep that in mind. Thank you. You're welcome. And she straddles the hover cycle, looks over to you, 
quirks an eyebrow expectantly. Obviously, I'm getting on the bike. She says to her as she gets on the bike, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> yes, she has a smile as she knows that you don't have a choice there and then lets out a throaty laugh. You can hold on to me if you want to. Nah, my thighs are very powerful. I'll just hang on with those. Her thighs, I want to state, are not good. <laughs> she skips every leg day and she hates doing stairs and running. Well, suit yourself. Ignites the bike to life. The thrum hum of the motor lifts you guys up into the air and begins to move away from the structure. And she says, it's not very far, don't worry. I mean, nowhere down here is very far. That's true. And she's piloting you guys through the air, heading in the direction of your apartment, actually. Hmm. She's going at a, a leisurely pace, I think it would be fair to say. As you guys are passing over one of the canals, she guns it and then does an abrupt barrel roll. Motherfucker. So. God damn it. What do you do? I'll tell you what she does. She's going to deform her bike a little bit and make metal handholds for herself. <laughs> and she is staying on the bike. Okay. I think I'm not going like, to make you roll for it okay. if, if you do that. I think that's... I was Actually, imagining something like go up her arm, like where her bracers would be to give her like a solid grip mm -hmm. behind her on what the wheel well would be, but it's not because the quarry cycle so it doesn't have one. But. Right. That makes sense to me. Okay. Then yeah, I'm not going to make you roll anything for that. After she does that, she glances back to you and sees that you've made these metal sleeves out of her bike and what had been sort of a chaotic grin falters a little bit and then her expression is more like, all right. <laughs> Just like, ugh, fine. Not gonna get rid of me that easy. I wasn't trying to get rid of you. Athena does not respond. Guns it again. You guys soar further through the air. And she brings the bike to a rest on a building. Looks like it's only two stories tall. There's a fire escape. Okay. It's right by the market on the other side of the bridge from your apartment. Okay. So you're very close. And she gets off the bike, kills the engine. Not in that order. <laughs> well, why not? Looks back to you. Are you ready? It's hard to be ready when you've been so absolutely coy about what's waiting for me on the inside. You said you already been to one of these. I didn't say that. Oh, you just you're doing more of the same. Gotcha. You're drawing your own conclusions before you know the whole story. There's a reason I'm not an inquisitor. <laughs> that much is true. Very well. So, we are going to crash this recruitment drive and I would like to see what you do. I'll back you up. How does that sound? You're in control now. I drove us here, but now you get to drive and I get to sit shotgun and critique. Critique? Not during. Oh, good. We'll see. I want to see your process. I want to see your resolve. I want to see how you make decisions. And, and will, will this secure one of these items I need? Which items were those? She taps her head where a circle it is underneath the mask. Mm. Well, like I said before, I don't know if you could afford me, but, you know, <sighs> parts and labor. I'll consider this labor. You still need to get me the parts I need. I'm sure Pavi's got something going with that. Probably, yes. Okay. I'm good for my word, don't worry. 
as they've been talking, she's been limbering up once she realizes she's about to make a ruckus. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pull. I don't want to pull a muscle. I'm not judging you. I just don't need to stretch. No, there's that. I would like to state she never fixed her bike. It still has like the extended metal <laughs> antenna looking things on the back of it now. You're going to fix this, right? Oh, of course. Not right now, though. I gotta save up my juice for rabble rousing. Sure. Just to be clear, I could fix that. I just don't want to. Sure. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> she gives you a pinched smile that quickly becomes a genuine smile. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Her face is now distinctly different. Like I said, more angular facial structure, same color skin. You know, I walk into that room and you had a face that looked quite a bit like Pavi. I thought you were just turning to me to psych me out. I could. I thought about it. I'm glad you didn't, for well, whatever that's worth. Well, well, you're very pretty yourself. Mm-hmm. There are things I might work into the design. Well, I guess this is a, as open source as it gets. She just walks away. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. You don't know where we're where going. Where are we going? Down first. You guys hustle down the fire escape. Yep. And she says, it's at the back of a little shop called Scone Alone. Oh, God damn it. Yes, I know you, you were uh, doing some work there a little bit ago. I was. I love those scones. Well, I don't think the scones are causing any problems. We don't know that. <laughs> she says with flapping hands. <laughs> she laughs and follows you. There is a password to get in. Oh, no. Can we sneak in with other people? Uh, unlikely. Don't worry. I'll take care of this one. Besides, you're my plus one. You really don't want to be saying that. She shrugs. I think I'm going to be okay. Say it real quiet if you have to. I think that's how they prefer it. Preferably not at all. I understand. I get it. I mean, I could just burst in. Nobody has to say anything. If that's how you want to handle it. That'd be a bad idea. Probably a bad call. In we go. Before you guys go anywhere, she says, just keep in mind, most of these people are just regular people. They're looking for answers. They don't know what's going on. If I see a couple specific people in there, I'm going to have to go get them and I'm not going to be coming back for you. This is a heads up. I can take care of myself. I am also looking for a few specific people. Who should I be looking for? I don't know their names. Do you know what they look like? Yes. What do they look like? Points to her eyes. Very red. You've met them. I'm just here to clean the house. Why? She gives you a mischievous smile. That's a good question. Let's go inside. Okay. feel like my chain's being yanked about. Eventually it's just gonna snap. You of all people should know how hard it is to run a side business. <laughs> This is a business for you? I thought it was more altruism. Well, I mean, I'm I'm spinning a lot of plates. That's fair. She holds out her hand to you. What? I want you to hold my hand. Why? You're my plus one. It will be more convincing that way. This sucks. You know that, right? You're aware of how much that sucks. What? You don't want to hold my hand? Not particularly. It's for the act, don't worry. So is that corkscrew on the canal? I just wanted to see how your reflexes were. A reckless way to test that! She snatches her stupid fucking hand. See, it's a big grin. Good, come on. 
she can't see Athena's face, but she is red, not from embarrassment, but from anger. <laughs> so right after she takes your hand, she looks down and says, why is your hand bloody? Oh, who knows? Full of surprises. I'd hate to get it on you. Maybe we shouldn't. What, do you think I'm going to catch something from you? That's just kind of rude. I don't mind a little rude, as I'm sure you can tell. Is this a game to you? She considers that it, with a very serious expression. Is it a game? Is it fun for me to watch you squirm? Yes, a bit. Is that the only reason I'm doing this? No, of course not. It will help our disguise, help us get into there. It will tell me something about you, how you handle it, your approach. Once we get down there, you're in the driver's seat. I am just the tag-along. Well, let's get down there then. She bobs her eyebrows at you. In she excitement. just shakes her head. Her hair's wiggling. <laughs> so you guys walk into the alleyway behind Scone Alone, which do you want to give us a recap on Scone Alone? Yeah, Scone Alone. First night back in the city when Bolt smashed his hoverboard through a shop front window. That was a bad time. So they went back to fix it up before their disaster night at the casino. And she fixed it up real good. Bert seemed like he had a real good night. You disappeared down the alleyway of the dinky-looking shop front. Anji takes a quick glance or two around and then points over to a long spot on the wall where there appears to be one of those eye-sliding-looking slots. <laughs> yeah, one of those. It's called the seeing hole. <laughs> and she says, here we go. Anji, she unfolds the paper. Maybe she'd fold it up and put it into her pocket, but she pulls it out and goes up and wraps on... It's like a stone wall. So the wall is made of stone, but there is still one of these little mm -hmm. eye slits in there. And she knocks on the wall. It's a very solid sound. And there's a pause before the slit opens. Beyond, it's just darkness. And there's a shrouded figure that stares out, saying nothing. She holds the paper up and rustles it. And the voice beyond just says, Password. And she says in a different voice, Ali Sahir. When she says that, can you make me a notice at minus four? Mm -hmm. nah. No. Okay. There's another pause before the slide goes shut. A seam appears in the stone wall, creating the outline of a doorway that opens inward and beyond its darkness with faint lights that lead down a corridor. How does hearing that make... Does that do anything with her purple? Because it was scared of it before. It was. I think you still don't really get anything from that. Hmm. So the let's let's talk about this really quick. For all intents and purposes, Athena, the feedback from this purple has been minimal to non-existent since your yeah. time on the island. So there have been a few times where you've tried to actively reach out and you got responses sometimes, I think. And then there was one time after meeting with your grandfather where it sort of perked back up. Yeah, but that, that was about it. Does that sound right? Mm -hmm. Okay. This will just go along with your, your failed notice roll before, but maybe when you hear it, there's a very faint stirring deep down in your chest or your stomach, and you're not sure if it's just you having to hear it out loud or if it's related to that. It's hard mm -hmm. to know. So you walk inside. The form off to your left, their head is covered, and they're wearing some sort of white cloth regalia, it looks like, but I think in passing, you don't get a very good look at it. I'm sure she'll see more of it downstairs. Possibly. Inside, 
It's a hodgepodge stairway made of stone that leads pretty directly underground, a pretty steep incline into a surprisingly large chamber. So I think down here, you're not immediately suffering from your claustrophobia in the main area. The scent of dank earth is predominant. It's chillier down here. And there are maybe two dozen individuals scattered around this chamber. Nearly everyone has their face covered just like you. Anji seems to be one of the exceptions who's willing to have her face uncovered. It's not her face, is it? There are seats made of stone and earth dotted around the room, benches, and there's a small dais with a podium reminiscent of when you had your press conference. In most gatherings, there's chatter, small talk, hushed whispering even. Here, it is completely silent. Ooh, that's like, bad. Just yeah, the people are here and they will shift and there's looking around, you know, they're not still like statues. They're looking around at other people, but nobody's really talking. Athena's fucking tense. She picks a seat so she can have a back up against a wall. Uh, I don't think there's anything against a wall. I think no, in, or in this, whatever's this, closest to the back. Yeah, let's say the, the seating here is pretty much all benches made of stone and earth that are lining the center of the room so that you can sit near the podium or in front of the podium. But there is a clear amount of space between the benches and every wall. So you're forced to be in the middle of this room if you're sitting down. Does she see any Karnic tails that are blue and green and mottled? Go ahead and make me into this roll. Minus two for it being dark in here. Four. You're taking a look around. It looks like there are probably some Karnak. You can definitely tell under there. Not every Karnak has a tail. There are some that do have tails here. And I think the easiest way to tell that is because they're wearing overlarge cloaks that make them look a little bit more hunched and lumpy shaped under there. I understand. There. But yeah, you can't really tell. By design. Their design, not mine. So uh, where do you guys sit if you have a choice? Uh, As far back as possible. Okay. Being a cool kid. I got it. And she's being a tactical kid. <laughs> you and Anji take a seat at the back of the room, and several minutes pass in continued silence. Is there anything you're trying to do at this point? Trying to fix her eyes on any possible exits, because she's now in a kill box, unless there's an additional one. Sure. There's the... So in this room, let's talk about this room for a second. I already told you there's benches, there's a dais, there's a podium. Mm -hmm. Everything else, all the walls and stuff, are dirt and stone. This clearly was not made as a... Permanent installation? Yes. It's actually similar to when you guys brought in... The stone shaper? The stone shaper, yeah. It's very similar to that. So Makes sense. Probably temporary. Aside from the tunnel that you came down, there's only one other door that is in the back right corner of the room on the same side as the podium that goes somewhere else. So there's one other door. Okay. But that's it. That's all she really needs to think about right now. Otherwise, you're just hanging out? Yep. Waiting. I guess she's still holding her stupid hand. Anji is still holding your hand in the dark, trying to look at the marks where you pressed your nails in, which made the blood run. But several minutes later, she gives your hand a quick squeeze to indicate that something's happening. Mm, she snaps her head up. So the door at the far end of the room opens and two figures come out. They're all in mostly dark outfits and they have these white tabards, cloth that goes from their shoulders down to their knees and bound at the waist. One of them is clearly taller than the other and his posture is a bit lumpy on the back, but he isn't quite hunched over. He just looks 
thicker than he should be. And the tabard has the same symbol on it as the flyer that you guys mm-hmm. brought with you. A bunch of crisscrossed lines, which from your memory and what you've seen, you know to be an extract of what was on the papers. The that flyers. The flyers that you found ages ago. The same shield around it. It's all bright blood red. It's a darker shade than the Arbiter's Badge of Office. So the bigger of the two forms moves to walk to the podium. The smaller of the two stays off to the right side of the dais, closer to the door that they just came through. And there's a motion behind you as the person who had been up at the door enters the room by that hallway and is just standing by that exit. The main large form walks to the podium and he does have a faceplate on right now with dark slits where his eyes would be. Like a gray steel. Okay. The rest of his head and neck are not covered, so you see that he has light purple skin tone with dark hair, and he stands at the podium, puts both hands on the podium, and looks around the room, and everyone hears now there is a shifting in posture. Everybody sits more upright. Everybody's looking at this person before you. As people are shifting and maybe making a little bit of noise, just even with the change in their posture, she leans over to Anji and whispers, you get the one by the door. Like the door door or the... The one that they came through. Okay. I think you can... Because there's only one person there. And there are two on the dais, I assume. There's one on the dais. There's one off to the right of the dais. Rectangular room, two rows of benches. There's a dais with a podium. From your perspective, to the right of the dais, in that corner on the far wall is the door that they just came from. And directly across from that door is the corridor that you just came down. The left side of the room, there's nothing there but space. The figure in front of you puts both of his purple-skinned hands on the podium and looks around at the congregation before speaking. I am Brother Lumen. We gather today because we share a common cause. We love our city, our home. For too long, we have been forced to accept those we do not wish to harbor. And he starts to go into sort of a monologue, reiterating many points made by the image of Zimian Krell at the Mm -hmm. press conference not too long ago. And he continues to speak for several minutes. I know what it is to be forgotten and abandoned. I have kindled my light, and now I'm here to kindle yours. The flame of Caldonix and her people. I know you all feel so helpless, so lost. But we are together. We are brothers and sisters. We must look out for one another. Raise each other up. Athena's nodding sagely. Mm -hmm. She gets it. She's here. She's part of the group. Yeah, and that's... You know, being echoed around there. Not not everyone with the same fervor, but I'd say, like, out of the two dozen people here, probably 15 to 20 of them seem actively engaged in this. There are a couple sitting more idly by, one or two whose posture looks more uneasy or skeptical, even at this point. One of the shrouded forms from the door that's right next to the dais, sometime during this, had disappeared into the back room and comes back out, and he's holding a metal pole. And he goes up and puts that behind the dais, and this pole also has a tabard identical to what everyone is wearing. It's got that same blood-red sigil with the lines and the shield. After it's been placed behind him, the guy goes to stand off to the side of the dais again. Brother Lumen gestures to the tabard, and he says, Look upon our sigil. Let it fill you with hope, with the light that it bestows on all of us, our togetherness, bound in our desire for hope and a better future to return to what once was. Speak with me our creed, our motto, the words that 
Bind us and carry us as brothers and sisters. And he holds his hands wide and he says, Ali Sahir. So he says that once, silence, and then he says it again. Ali Sahir. And he he just keeps saying it. Athena raises her hand politely. How quickly do you do this? Oh, almost immediately. Almost immediately. He sees you raise your hand and pauses just a little bit longer before saying it, but then just says, Ali Sahir. She wiggles it. Wiggles her hand? Yeah. <laughs> see, the thing is, you're seated in the back, so only a couple of people see you raising your hand. Right, she, she stands up. At this point, you've definitely caught the attention of maybe a third to a half of everyone, but he still keeps saying it, and everyone who hasn't seen you is now starting to join in with this chant of Ali Sahir. So in the quiet moments <laughs> between the <laughs> chants, <laughs> excuse me, she calls from the back. As you raised your hand, Anji next to you, who's still like clutching your other hand, shifts a little bit to look more in your direction. And as you become more emphatic with it, her she starts to smile. So when you stand, she lets your hand go and is just sitting Good. back. Now forced to address you, <laughs> everyone turns to look at you. He's behind the podium still, and he brings his hands together and clasps them on the podium and leans towards you. And he says, yes, sister. How may I help you? I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but I don't know what that means. Is that a different language? I'm not the most well-rounded, but it seems like everybody else knows what it means, and I'm just feeling a little out of the loop. What an excellent question, sister. Thank you. Oh, no problem. Alisa here. Our creed, our motto. And he starts to pace on the dais a little bit. Ancient words resurrected, made anew, to bind us together and our purpose. I'm not being picky, but why not pick words everybody knows already? Seems like it'd be easier. I mean, if it's ancient, wouldn't it come from up top? We're kind of not about that right now. That's why I came. Go ahead and make me a taunt for this. Okay. I like this. This is good. My D4 taunt. Hot damn. It's a 10. You got a four, so that's a success with a raise. Are you trying to distract him or make him vulnerable here? want to make him less effective. Okay, so distract Yes. Him. Okay. Go ahead and roll 2d6. So we're not in combat, but I'm going to see what this gives you. Nine. That's perfect. Nine to a 10 on the creative combat table is setback. Huh. The target suffers a setback of some sort. They might fall off a ledge, lose the confidence of her minions who then desert her, <gasps> Ooh. take a rash but foolish action, or simply lose their next action as they attempt to recover from whatever situation she finds herself in. <laughs> All right, so, so you make him distracted, and he says, I, while I can see your point, sister, if you recall, we're all, we all came from the surface at some point. But we we were reborn underground here in Caldonix. And I think as he's trying to regain his steam, some of the crowd is now more focused on you, and, and now there is some muttering like, the hell is this guy talking about? All I'm saying is maybe uh, basing a, a city togetherness campaign based on topper dialect I, I I don't know it doesn't seem 
like a good move to me. I'm no PR, but... Well, really what this represents, sister, is our togetherness. So sometimes words take on a new meaning when we give such a meaning. And if we all speak together, we'll feel that togetherness, the light inside us all. Won't you join me? Won't you join us? I just don't... Why not make up your own thing? Sister, you are far too focused on the means to the end rather than the end. Come on, say it with me. Alisa are here. Alisa here. I'm not saying anything Ali came from Sahir. a cop, good sir. He, he, That's he now, not on me. He now starts to speak through your words. Mm. And, Did that uh, do anything? Did my taunt do anything to anybody? Oh, for sure, yeah. There's still a few people who are leaning into what he's saying, but a lot of the other ones are not as fond of what's happening right now. Still muttering and whispering, people looking over to you. He continues trying to speak through it while some people are muttering. One person near the back stands up and goes to try to leave oh, at nice. this point, only to find that the guy at the back is standing in front of the corridor. I'm sorry, are we trapped here? Pointing at the guy in the corridor, not moving. Because I signed up for information and, you know, maybe to help in the city, not being trapped in some stone death trap. I know I said trap twice, but I'm a little stressed right now. She is trying to sound like a little distressed. Okay. Pointing um, at, like the the guard. Sure, go ahead and roll. I'm gonna say this is gonna be persuade for the other people here. Four. As you speak and your anxious words wash over the crowd, the vast majority are now on their feet as they turn to look at the back to see what is transpiring there. And the guy is still standing in front of the corridor, not allowing this one person to pass, but they've, they're have they standing across from each other now. And Brother Lumen, his posture shifts a bit, his hands clenching the podium tightly. Sister, I have reasons to doubt your intentions. You have come here, a place of togetherness and brother and sisterly comfort, and are simply trying to rile us up. Are you a topper? I am not about to get taken in by another multi-level marketing scheme to promote togetherness. I've been trapped in these before. It's not going to get me again. My sister, you are welcome to leave. If Doesn't you seem so like we are, though. Desire. She's pointing at the door, accusatorily. All I'm saying is having group chants with words we don't understand sounds a bit culty. How's Anji doing with this? She's Anji being is, very loud. Anji right? is delighted. <laughs> Anji is just... Anji has specifically not chimed in at any point. She's sitting there and she let you take your hand back. She's not holding your hand, but her legs are crossed, her hands are clasped on her knee, and she is... At the beginning, she probably looked more delighted, and now that everybody's looking around and you're trying to stir things up, she's doing her best to play into that. So she's looking concerned, maybe puts a hand on her chest... She's trying to save the most people by getting them out of here. Yeah. I of their own volition. Sure, sure. As it becomes very clear that you are indeed trying to rabble rouse here, 
Brother Lumen reaches up and removes his faceplate and sets it down onto the podium. He has the vibrantly glowing red eyes that you've come to associate with the parasite, with muted wisps of darkness and shadows dancing in them as well. And he holds his hands out to the side as there's a small rippling gasp that goes through the crowd as he does this. And he says, Sister, I have found my light and I will drag the rest of you kicking and screaming if I must until you see it the same way. I'm not going to let you hurt anyone. As he said that, so the guys, the one is still blocking the corridor and shoves the one who is trying to leave back in and he falls down with a uh, onto his back. These people don't care about you. They're just trying to use you. Brother Lumen reaches into the folds of his cloak and produces a large sword. This is all pretty quick. He reaches into the folds of his cloak, pulls out a large sword, and it looks like it's a sleek broadsword. So it's like hand and a half. And he holds it up in front of him in a warrior's salute. There's a crackle of red energy that spirals down his arm and up the blade <laughs> and then coats itself on the blade. And then there's a flash that is going to now cast Blind ah, on everyone in here. Yeah, checks out. Or everyone that he can reach, at least. That's going to be the start of initiative. Sounds right. So he's going to cast this in a large burst template at you. So it's going to oh, catch no. you and Anji and probably like half the crowd, just based on how everybody's clumped here. Those affected by this malicious power suffer blurred vision or near-complete blindness with a raise. Success means the victim suffers a minus two penalty to all actions requiring sight or minus four with a raise. The victim automatically tries to shake off the effect with a vigor roll as a free action at the end of his following turns. Success removes two points of penalties and a raise removes the effect entirely. So he needs to roll to cast this mm -hmm. and if he gets a success, it affects you. Gotcha. So, and then at the end of your turn, and you'll roll to contest that. Brother Lumen is going to roll one and a four, and he is upcasting this several ways. Okay, and he is making this strong, so the vigor roll is going to be at a minus two to shake this oh, off. Beans. Yeah, sorry. That's pretty bad for me. So, Athena, six of spades. Could have started off stronger there, Athena. Anji, eight of hearts. Brother Lumen, five of spades, goons, queen of hearts. Okay, so the goons are going to go first. Okay. Goons is just the catch-all that I use for, for everyone enemy else. extras. Yeah. <laughs> goons, mooks. The crowd has a three of diamonds. Okay, so the two goons. Brother Lumen holds his glowing red sword up, and with a cry of delight, the room erupts into a bright red flash. This happens too quickly for you to react you feel a stinging pain in your eyes as you watch this red light, and Anji lets out a cry of discomfort next to you as well, and you feel her stumble and shift to her feet, and you can hear everything perfectly. The room erupts into screams, shrieks, followed by snarls and hissing. Athena grabs Anji on the bicep so she knows where she is. Gotcha. From off to your right, you hear a light metal clatter, and then a very, very loud hiss. I'm going to roll to see if this Nakir can cast Nakfir. Oh, no. Success. The people standing directly around him that were trying to move towards the door fall back with another shriek. Some of them fall over the benches. Some of them are cowering. I think you feel one of them rush past you to try to put themselves up against the wall. The rest of the group is just in a panic trying to figure out what to do. 
Goon number two is going to join his fellow to block the corridor, but he's going to take the area closer to you. He's pretty close to you, but he hasn't advanced on you yet. Okay. Anji moves to the, the far corner, so she puts herself in the corner, and I guess you can't really see this. Anji takes a quick moment to pat your hand, a quick tap tap, and then you feel her pulling away from you to move off to your left, which is one of the corners of the room, not near the exits. And she is going to hold her action. Sure. You don't you don't know what for, but she's holding it. Okay. Does she get to roll? She does. Her resistance. That's a bummer. So her vision does not improve at all. Athena, it is now your turn. What do you do? So she's blinking real hard and her eyes just fucking hurt and she can't see anything except for that red that was, you know, what what had blinded her. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't want to just start errantly firing lightning into a crowd. So I think she wants to do a test. Okay. Can she taunt him while trying to say some things that might make the crowd double think being here in the first place? What do you say to him? This is a pretty rude way to treat your guests, don't you think? Maybe they should tell their friends to stay away from your little meetings and you won't have as many people here to, I don't know, suck into your weird red cult. Go ahead and roll taunt. Five. Ooh, blow up a six into Damn a five. Damn it. Eleven. Fuck. So, yeah. I'm not going to beat that. But maybe the crowd will remember <laughs> if they aren't panicked. Mm, pretty panicked. Okay. Are you doing anything else? Are you moving? She wants to have her bracers snake up her arms under her jacket into, like, arm shields. Okay. So they're still under. For thematic purposes, I'll let that count as the lowest level of shield because it's, you know, concealed and under there. Probably only goes up half her bicep, but it's thicker. But with the intention of interposing that against an attack, right? Okay. And then she would love to roll that resist. Oh, yes, please do. This is a vigor roll. At a total of minus three, because it was strong, which makes it at minus two, and you have a minus one vigor penalty for your racial hindrance. Sure do. So minus three. You need a four. Didn't get it. So I'm going to reroll this once. Okay. Six. Six is a success, so your blindness reduces by one stage. He only got a success, not a raise, so it goes from a negative two penalty to zero. So, Good. yes, your vision clears and you're able to see again. What do I see? Have you moved at all? Or are you still just... Uh, she's still right there. That instant of the blinding flash goes off, sets off this pandemonium. How do you clear your vision? Does it just happen? Do you Are you, like, rubbing at your eyes? or? What if there's just a pulse of purple eats it away? You can have a Benny for that. I like that Ooh. description. All you see, you literally see red. When it first starts, it's a bright red, and then as it sets in, it goes to something darker and more muted, almost like when you close your eyes and you're looking at a light, you can mm. see the light through your eyes and yeah. it colors the inside of your eyelids. Sort of like that. But then, yes, you have a wash of purple light that go through and chews away very quickly and your vision swims back into focus just in time to settle on Brother Lumen, whose turn it is now, (laughs) and is leaping forward from the podium towards you. Sounds right. So on Brother Lumen's turn, there is a ripping, tearing sound as fabric is torn away, and you notice that he was hunched because he is in fact Yara, and his thick, hairy, tarantula-like legs tear Mm. through the robe and toss it aside as he brandishes his sword leaps from the podium over the benches to strike at you. He says, Do not shy away from the light, sister. It will consume you before long. 
he propels himself from the podium using his additional sets of Yara legs and cleaves down at you with his sword. Oh boy. I think he's going to split action here. I think okay. he's going to try to intimidate you, and then he's going to try to wild attack you. Okay. Because you really pissed him off, and this is not how he wanted this to go. Bet it wasn't. Maybe he shouldn't have been such a chump. So first one, maybe that's before he leaps then. So his intimidate is a d8. You need to roll an opposed spirit test. Okay. Seven. Eleven. You succeed. You do not have retort, so you don't get any effect from this, but you don't suffer any ill effects from either. And then he's going to try to attack you with his wild attack. He gets a plus two on that, which is offset by his multi-action penalty, so this is just a straight roll for him. But if he hits you, plus two damage. Ooh, that's bad news. Ooh, blew up an eight. Okay. To a four. Twelve to hit. (laughs) She doesn't have any armor on. Four is your tough. Four, yeah. Well, this is against your parry. This is to hit, not damage. Five plus two. It's a seven? Yes. Okay, so 12 is still an increment of four above that. So this is going to be a hit with a raise, which increases the damage by 1d6, which can also explode. Oh boy. It's going to be a big hit. And he gets plus two to the damage because he's wild attacking. 10, 15, 19, 21 damage. Oh no. Oh geez. So. Wow. This is a big hit. Um, Oh my god, you only have four toughness right now. Yeah, I do. Would this just kill me outright? It's gonna deal four wounds to you. That's quite a few wounds. Knock you incapacitated. However, I have this adventure card. Oh shit! (laughs) Oh shit, what do you have? (laughs) It's better you than me. Oh my god. It's Fritz! They shot Fritz! Play when your hero has been hit by an attack and there is an adjacent character. The other character suffers the attack instead. This may be played on friend or foe. I would love for him to just slice in half one of his goons. Wow. (laughs) That, let me sit here. I just want to sit here and absorb that for a moment. That was a four wound attack in a situation where you had very little. How many bennies do you have? Like two? Two. Okay, you had very little chance of soaking that. Dang. I bet he's going to do her dirty again after killing his friend. Maybe. Okay. How, Athena, how do you deflect this in such a way that it hits one of his friends instead? What happens here? Maybe he doesn't know she can see already. So she's wiggling around like a foot or two, looking like she's trying to get her bearings. And then as he brings the sword down, she shears it off with her unexpected shield arm and makes its trajectory friend-based for him. Awesome. It rips through her jacket sleeve, probably just shears off. She probably needed a new jacket anyway. Is this your right arm then? Yeah, yes. Okay, so your right arm covered with a sheet of metal from your bracer. You bring it up at the last second to deflect the sword's trajectory and aim it off to the right. We get a quick point of view shot from Athena and we see your arm in front of you as the sword carves down, peeling away a layer of your coat and you just see the maniacal, gleeful expression on Brother Lumen's face as he bears down on you, flicker in surprise as his full weight is pushed off to the side, and the sword catches one of his fellows, cleaving him from shoulder to waist. Oof. Is it the Nakir or the other one? I think it's the other one. It's an umber-skinned human man who is snarling and hissing himself at the crowd, and his eyes widen as the blade flicks down, and you hear the solid thump on the ground. Maybe two thumps. Brother Lumen's surprised expression widens to disbelief and then tightens into a snarl of hatred. 
Oh, that's a shame. Good help. So hard to find. And that is his turn. The crowd. Boop. The crowd is still in a panic. As Brother Lumen leapt over everyone, they spread, and most of the crowd is now moving deeper into the room, away from the exits, because there's nowhere else to go, and they are too afraid to try to fight through this Nakir. And that's their turn. Athena, nine of hearts. All right. Anji, four of clubs. Brother Lumen, three of clubs. Goon, ten of clubs. Crowd, king of spades. The crowd's goal at this point is to escape, but they're all too afraid to go near this red-eyed Nakir who is snarling at them with this giant guy brandishing a sword. So they are going to move deeper into the room and cower until such a time as they are able to flee. So that's Checks what they're out. doing on their turn. Checks out. Next up is Goonie by the door who is, now that everyone is being scared away, he is going to move up over his dead fellow and try to bear in against you with Brother Lumen. Checks out. So he is going to get a plus one on his attack, his fighting roll because they're ganging up on you now. That's right. Uh, he rolled a one. Hey, when someone one rolls is... a one, oh, something shit. happens. Something does happen. Why don't you tell me? It's, it's your hex. How is he attacking me? He's trying to pounce on you and bite you. So he's just running at you and he's going to try to grab you and just take a bite out of you. What if he trips and falls directly into the bench and chips one of his teeth? Oh, jeez. Okay. So, yes, running at you. As he's reaching for you, it's almost like you can feel this. I don't know. How, how does it feel to you when you're... And this is your... Um, what's it called again? Jinx. Jinx, yes. The jinx from the superpower list. Now that she's more attuned to feeling it happen feels like an adrenaline surge for a second when it shouldn't be. So yeah, there's a very brief flash of clarity in this moment as you see it coming towards you. And then in slow motion, you watch it step. Maybe it slips in the slick of blood as it's running over its fellow and then is flung with a confused expression off course and smashes its face into the bench and chips a tooth with another hiss of displeasure. Excellent. And I'm going to say that makes him vulnerable. Athena, nine of hearts, it is now your turn. Athena wants to take out the Nakir. How are you doing that? She's going to cast Bolt, but I don't think it's lightning this time because she's still trying to like, maybe uh -huh. not who she is. Sure. <laughs> it's her natural Corey like we saw in the motorcycle chase in the first season. Golden Comets. You can go ahead and roll your Bolt. He is vulnerable, so you get a plus two to this roll. She just started using Lightning when she started doing Shazad because it was, like, more fashionable. It was cooler. It was cooler. She likes theming, and now she just loves Lightning. <laughs> theming is a gateway drug. You get a plus two <laughs> Ooh, because he's nine. vulnerable. Yeah. Sets See, the raise. So this is, this is an interesting situation, and I honestly don't know what the ruling is, so I'm going to include the vulnerable, but... When you're casting Bolt or any kind of ranged power, it's a little different than normal casting because the cast roll serves as your attack roll mm -hmm. rather than activating. Yeah. So there are circumstances where when you're rolling to attack with Bolt, you might get a four or higher and it'll still miss the enemy because they have cover or something. Right. So because it's treated like a ranged attack, it can still get penalties from cover and things such as that. So I'm going to say... Because he's vulnerable, this is going to count for your cast slash hit roll. So, success with a raise. Excellent, I'll roll my 3d6. Do that. Shasha! 11. 11 damage is going to be enough to kill him outright. Hot damn. So what does this look like? She's not maybe used to using this trapping, because she hasn't in a while. 
comes out a little more beefy of a Nova than she was expecting and she relaxes into a fighter stance and punches towards the guy and explodes his head. Oh, jeez. So we watch as the Nakir falls and chips the tooth and maybe as it's putting its hands down and blearily pushing itself back up, just looks over in your direction and we get a POV shot from the Nakir as Athena's standing there with a glowing orange fist and rears back and punches down. And then we cut back to Athena and a smoking remains off to the right. She's not looking at it. Yeah, it's a mess. She's very squeamish for someone who does so much damage. Is that all you're doing? Um, Not that that wasn't enough. You can still move, but it would provoke an attack of opportunity. I think she's got her fists up like a like a boxer and yells to the crowd, you might want to leave. The crowd was holding their action to try to run out until the way was clear. So they, they immediately, as they see both of these guys go down, start to book it up the corridor, Good. filing out. And it's a single file corridor, so it takes time, but they begin to evacuate. Nice. And it is Anji's turn. Anji is going to take the aim action at Brother Lumen. Oh, she can't see. That's why she's aiming. Oh, God. So that is her turn. <laughs> she's echolocating. And uh, she gets to Vigor. Ooh, blew that one up. That's a six to a two is eight. And eight minus two for the penalty is six. So she does succeed. Good. I guess. And she is aiming. And that will be her turn. Brother Lumen, in a furious rage... He's only got eyes for you. Four of them? Brother Lumen's extra set of Yara eyes. Now that he's close, you can see that they are open and they're entirely black. Ooh. Just streaming shadows from the corner. Oh, that's so, so scary. He's going to multi-action again. Okay. With the first action, he's going to try to push you. He's going to try to shove you to the ground. Okay. He's going to push you and he's going to try to attack you. It's going to be a cold shot. Okay. And it's going to be a wild attack. He's first going to attempt to shove you to the ground. This is an opposed strength roll. So if the attacker is successful, they push you back up to one inch or two yards. With a raise, they can double that. And any character who is successfully pushed must make an athletics roll or go prone. Go ahead and roll strength for me. Okay. Blew up a six, uh, seven. That's a three. Okay, so we got a seven. And he got a raise, so let's double that. You now need to make an athletics roll at minus two or be knocked prone. Six. So you don't get a knock to the ground, you just get pushed back. Okay. So he shoves you back, and I think because he got a raise, it's double the, the distance. Makes sense. So he shoves you into the wall, and then he's going to try to make a, a called shot. Was the arm that you shot the bolt out of the same one that you had armored? Yes. Okay. He is going to make a called shot at your arm that you just used to both block his attack and fling the bolt at. So he's aiming for your shoulder right now. Okay. The connector joint? Right around there, yeah. He's going to wild attack this to try to deal you some damage. Okay. So he's rolling fighting at minus four, but he gets plus two, so this is at a minus two against your parry, which is currently... Seven. Seven, okay. That is not good enough. I'm going to Benny that. You got a three and a three. He rolled a seven, but he's still at a minus two. That's not good enough. I'm going to Benny it again. Okay. I just need to blow up. You did. You did. Blow a six up into a five. That's 11. Minus two is nine, so that's a success, but no raise. So let's deal some damage. And he gets plus two because he's wild attacking. Oh, two and a four? Come on, man. I got a Benny. It. Is that your GM Benny? Was, this is my GM Benny, yes. So now I am I am out of Bennies. Come on, big damage. Uh, oh my god. Ooh, blew up an eight. Blew up an eight. Oh my god. Eight, two, and eight is a 16 plus 
3 is 19, plus 3 is 22, plus 2 for wild attacking is 24. Uh-huh. Wow, okay. That's worse than the first this is one. definitely worse than the first <laughs> oh, one. No. Okay, all right. So. So. I'm gonna need to soak. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. What'd you roll? An eight. Okay, so your toughness is currently four. Shaken. Eight is one wound. Twelve is two wounds. Sixteen is three wounds. Twenty is four wounds. Twenty-four is five wounds. So I'm wounds. still at... So you just soaked two wounds. You're now at three wounds. So you are still on your feet. The uh, gritty damage. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. How about you grit me first? Oh, jeez. Here's the thing, though. He's targeting your arm. Yeah. So, yes, with gritty damage. Thank you for reminding me. I'll, I'm on I'll, it. I'll give you a Benny for reminding me about gritty damage yet again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for penalizing yourself and making the story harder. I just want to keep us honest. Yeah. Normally, with gritty damage, we would roll on the injury table, but because he's specifically attacking targeted thing, that's what it's going to hit. Okay. Now, in the called shots, for anybody who cares about mechanics, there's a couple options. So there's vitals, which is head or heart, you know, somewhere key that will, you know, you're, you're aiming to kill. That gives a minus four penalty and you get a plus four to your damage. You can target a limb, which is a minus two and doesn't offer any specific effect outside of if there is gritty damage. Or you can target the hand, which is a minus four and forces the opponent to be disarmed. I rolled this at minus four. I chose the higher penalty. Mm -hmm. So this is definitely affecting your entire arm. What it says here for gritty damage on the injury table is the victim can no longer use their left or right arm rolled randomly if not targeted. He targeted your right arm. So your right arm is no longer functioning right now. It's the same arm that Zidal got fucked up, actually. Twinsies. Yeah, this is a huge blow. Can I suggest something? Sure. Just fucking take it off. You want to take the whole arm off? Just take it off. What does she need two whole arms right. for? I'll, I'll, I'll make you a deal. If you lose the arm, if you allow your arm to be completely severed right now, I will give you conviction on the spot, which you can use to help you in this fight. If you take that penalty, if you lose your arm right now, I'll give you conviction. And I bet I'll spend it in a dumb way. Might, but you might spend it to stay alive. Who knows? Baby. Yeah. Yeah, you should take it. Oh, geez. Athena has to learn. She, she has to learn that I this can't is, these are not good things that she's doing all the time. I can't believe this guy has rolled so well, even even with Benny usage. This guy has a D8 strength and his it's, weapon is D8 damage. It's this guy's mad, his fucking zealot energy. Oh, sure, yeah. And I bet the parasite's wicked angry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's probably so pissed. Yeah, oh shit, is this the arm with her tattoo? It is. Oh, no. Ooh, that's so yeah. Also, your tattoo that you share with Pavi, the Cory tattoos that are connected. Oh, geez. Okay. Uh, well, it is still his turn, and he is Yara. So he, one of their racial abilities is every turn you can make a free action at no multi-action penalty. You can either run, grapple, or attack unarmed, and he is going to try to stab you with one of his claws. That sounds right. Yeah. So this is also a wild attack. He got a one and a six. Ooh, wait, hold on. Does that does that trigger your jinx? Or is that only on... It's only on the trait die. Only on trait. Okay, that was his wild die then. Okay, so he got a six. My parry is seven. No, because I have... Ah, yeah, uh, ah! And this is at a plus two because he's wild attacking, so that does oh, hit. Oh, beans. Yeah, all right. 
He got a six plus two is eight, so it's not a raise. It's just his strength plus his d4. He got five damage in total. No, that is my toughness. That is your toughness. It's four. And you are still shaken, so that will cause one, one wound. One more wound. Yes. Well, I'm going to have to so try if, and soak that. So if you, if you do not soak this attack... It's going to render me unconscious. You are incapacitated and dying, yes. Let me try and soak. Go ahead. Yes, please. So this is at a minus four because you're, you have three wound penalties and your vigor is at a minus one. What's my minus? Minus four. Five? Is so you that blew correct? up your six into a three? Yes. Yes. Okay, so you rolled a five. That oh. is sufficient to soak this. Oh, my God. Brother Lumen snarling at you as you continue to taunt him and the room full of his prospective sheep, his flock, if you will, are fleeing the room. You have directly caused the death of both of his subordinates and he is just manic with fury and purpose. I will give you all the help you need to see the light, sister. And he cleaves downward with his large broadsword and you feel it bite into the flesh of your shoulder, and there's only a moment of resistance. It's like a hot knife just pairs down your side, and you feel suddenly lighter, lopsided even, and then there is a spray of wet red blood that fountains out to the right as you are knocked off center, and he follows that up. As the blade is in its downswing, two of his tarantula-like claws spring out from behind him, and start to tear against the fabric of your clothing, further Ugh. shredding your cool red jacket. I don't think she knows her arm is gone. In just a moment of shock as fast. She knows she hurts. Gotcha. But like she doesn't know her arm is gone. That's the end of the round. Oh my god. What a round it was. Ugh. Athena, eight of spades. Anji, queen of clubs. Brother Lumen, queen of diamonds which goes before clubs. <laughs> oh, fuck. Crowd is nine of clubs. Do you want to spend a Benny to try to go before him? I don't want to spend a Benny. I do want to use an adventure card. Oh, oh boy. What do you got? Second wind. Okay. Let me explain. Quote, I'm feeling much better now. Play on your hero to automatically remove all wounds sustained in this combat, but not crippling injuries. What? If shaken, he is unshaken as well. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? I've had that for ages. I can't believe you fucking did that. Wow. Is that bad? No, I mean, (laughs) I'm just amazed that Did I gassed your flabbers. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking of how fucking improbable this whole situation is. Jesus. See, I just okay. don't want her to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know what to say. So her arm is definitely gone. Okay. But I didn't know if he was going to keep stabbing her. And now he's going before her, so he's probably going to stab her more. That's, that's fair, yeah. So, I wonder how this happens, though. What would happen with that? That's up to you. So second wind, especially in this circumstance, is more an abstraction of Athena's fighting will to survive, her inability to quit, even in the face of these insurmountable odds. What is it that kicks you back into overdrive, you tell me, that allows her to just shrug all of this off and fight on as though nothing has happened aside from her arm being missing, which she apparently doesn't know yet. She's just so angry that people keep trying to cut her down. She just got back and she's got to find Isaac and he doesn't know what's happening and he's scared. He might be like these fuckers and she's got to kill all these bad influences. So when he's red and shows up, maybe he won't be as bad. It's kind of where she's at. I get that. 
She misses her best friend. Mm -hmm. She wants to see him again. Her best friend? She has two best friends. So does Pavi. That's what Pavi just told her. I guess. Athena, as you grit in determination, ready to push back against this onslaught from Brother Lumen, you can feel the surge of energy within you, that purple presence, this time screaming out to you, begging to be let free. As you bear down, there is a surge of purple energy from within your core. You feel it wash over your vision, down through your body, and gather in your right shoulder. There is a singeing smell, and you can feel that heat so hot it's almost painful. And then it's gone. And you're back in the fight. Good. In Savage Worlds, if there is a tie with the initiative card you've drawn, it goes in reverse alphabetical order for suits. That's fun. So Brother Lumen has the Queen of Diamonds, so D for diamonds, and Anji has the Queen of Clubs, so C for clubs, and reverse alphabetical will go after that. Brother Lumen... Maybe he's just astounded that her arm is gone, but she is still standing and hasn't dropped her other fist. He's going to attack your other arm? No! I mean, <laughs> oh, no. if she's standing there like with her other yep. arm up and she's still not down, yeah, I think he's doing the same thing on your other arm, targeted attack. This time he's not multi-actioning and he is going to wild attack again. Here we go. Thank God I have conviction. Yeah, no shit. Oh, man. And your parry is still five because you don't have a shield. Yeah, what? <laughs> my he, main... he literally disarmed you. <laughs> my... Oh, fuck. It's a three and a five. His five minus two is three, which is not sufficient to hit your parry. Oh, thank God. Uh, and he's going to follow that up with another claw attack. Sounds good. Also well attack. That is a seven plus two. This one is not aimed anywhere. So that's nine, which against your parry of five is a success with a raise. So this is going to deal some bonus damage. Okay. Oh my god. I rolled a 3 on the d8, a 1 on the d6, and a 1 on the d4. <sighs> 5 damage. That's enough to shake you, though, isn't it? It is. All it right. is enough to shake me. You're correct. All right. Athena, you are shaken again, so Brother Lumen is simply cackling with zealous glee as he swings the sword down on your left side, but maybe the weight of it puts him off center and he swings wide, and as he does so, he's leaning to his right, your left, and his tarantula claws shears down from his left shoulder across you and staggers you back just a little bit. It is now Anji's turn. What's this lady doing? So uh, Anji had been sitting in the corner aiming in this general direction, and aim is a maneuver. If a character spends their entire turn aiming a ranged weapon at a particular target and takes no other actions on their next turn, they can ignore up to four points of range, cover, called shot, scale, or speed penalties, or add plus two to their roll. Anji is making a called shot for his head, and she nice. is going to shoot her weapon. Actually, you know, you know what? Maybe she had been aiming at his chest or head, and then at the last minute pivots and tries to shoot his arm instead. Okay. So she is going to make a called shot to his hand, which is, you know, effectively his arm trying to disarm him, which would normally be at the minus four, just what he did to you, but she can negate that because she aimed. Uh, so this is just a straight up shooting roll. Gotcha. But uh, luckily, Anji has a shotgun. Being this close, she gets a plus two. Nice. But if she rolls poorly, she might hit you too. Where the fuck was she keeping a shotgun? Good question. Anji got a seven on her trait and a three on her wild with a plus two is a nine, which is a success with a raise at short range. So she gets to do her bonus damage. Shotguns at short range deal 3d6 damage. 
with the bonus, she's rolling 46. Oh my damage. god. That is a bad roll. 3322. Two. She got any bennies? She is a wild card and your buddy, so she has one Benny if you would like uh, her to be. I don't this. know if she's my buddy. But I would like her to she's use her Benny. <laughs> well, if you want your buddy to use her Benny, then you have to call her your buddy. No. Do it. No. Do it. No. Okay. <laughs> Alright, fine. She's not my friend. Alright. Fuck. Five on four D6. She rolled a five, a four, a one, and a one, so that's eleven damage. I want to give her my last Benny. Oh, you want her to try this again? I give her a common bond, Benny. Okay. I want her to light him up. She just looks over her shoulder and says, fucking get him! Okay. Here She's so angry. Fuck. Three, three, two, one. That's worse. Useless. I can't believe that. Brother Lumen is not well armored. So his, his current toughness is five. Much you mean like, he's not armored by his faith? Apparently not. <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> he's he literally just wearing a robe in a tabard. Doesn't seem to be anything else under there. Almost like he wasn't expecting a fight. Hmm, who would have thought? Okay, so nine damage will cause one wound. He does not have any bennies left to soak with. So he will sustain one wound. Disarming. If the attack hits the weapon, the attacker rolls damage normally for an item. Uh, the defender must make a strength roll equal to the damage or drop the item. If the attack is against the wielder and shakes or wounds them, the defender must make a strength roll at minus two if it hit his limb, or minus four if it was a hand, plus any wound penalties. Failure means they drop whatever item is in that hand. All right, well, she rolled with the minus four, so he is going to roll strength at minus four to not drop this. He got a six. Minus four is a two, which is not sufficient. So Anji is kneeling in the corner, in a, a firing stance, and she has her hand, palm outstretched, open, aimed towards him. And as you watch, the hand separates into three distinct pieces, peels away in a triangle in her palm to reveal the muzzle of a gun. And then the purple circuitry that runs through her like veins, the tips of her fingers begin to glow a vibrant purple. And then together they form these little energy tendrils down into a point in the middle by the muzzle combining these tiny beams into something much bigger and then it just erupts into this cacophonous blast of Cory energy that sails out and slams into his arm in a wave it is aimed in an upward trajectory presumably to not hit people solid brother lumen fails his role the plasma slugs of the Cory slam into his arm staggering him back and tearing the sword free from his grip it clatters to the ground with a tinny metal sound, and he reels. You get a quick shot of his arm. The robe is burned away. His flesh has red veins chiseled into it, with now a whole bunch of molten glowing pockmarks up and down his arm. And that is Anji's turn. The rest of the crowd now filters out of the room. I say filter, but they're, they're screaming, <laughs> screaming and shrieking as they flee the room, and the last person clears the door. And it is now your turn, Athena, finally. Oh boy, Athena's gonna unshake. So that's a five. Uh, and you do not have any wounds currently, nope. so that is success. Boom. Wow. All right. I can't, I can't believe how, anyway, let's let's finish the combat. What an before event, I, before eventful combat. What Athena's gonna do, mm -hmm. she wants to do a ton of damage. Sure. Cause she knows if she takes this guy alive, we might get something out of him, but he also seems very zealous and probably won't give up information even maybe during an interrogation. She just doesn't know. So she's gonna 
upcast bolt with lingering damage, but also upcast for damage. It's a big bolt. It's a big bolt. Almost a Bulig. <laughs> Almost. I've gone full Bulig. Well, that's a six. A six is a success. Actually, uh, he's vulnerable because he was wild attacking. So you get a plus two. So that's an eight. That's a cast with a race. Yeah, I'm so sorry. That... I, everything that you've done against him should have had a plus two because he's been wild attacking this whole time. I haven't time. really done a lot to him. Yeah, that, that's... This is the first thing I've done against him. I think him. that's why it's only coming up now. So that's so 4d6. Anji, well, let me see here. Anji would have gotten an 11. That wouldn't have changed anything. So yeah. Uh, if you upcast it for damage and you got a raise, then yes, it's 4d6 damage. 16 damage. 16 damage. Okay, his toughness is currently five. So 5 to 9 is 1, 9 to 13 is 2. Oof, if you would have gotten that 17. Gah! Unless you want to add your conviction. Usually you have to declare it beforehand, but if you want to use your conviction to ice this guy, I'll let you do it. He's at one wound right now. You need to deal three wounds to, to incapacitate and kill him. Yes, I would love, you I would love to do well, that. Well, go ahead and roll it. it. It doesn't matter because you only need one damage to do this, but... That's an extra four. Bringing your total to 20, I believe. Yes. All right. All right, yeah, so this is going to deal three wounds. He already has one wound. This is going to take him out. So with her movement, she would like to run closer to him to get momentum in this punch, and she just punches a bolt through his tabard pattern to add insult to injury. Gotcha. It, it didn't matter, but you cast lingering damage on this as yeah. well. How do you think that affects? Is it like maybe the heat of this punch that bores through him also just sets his, the clothing on uh, fire? Yes. Okay. Because it's all that yellow fire. Athena, you rear back. We see the gathering of the yellow-orange energy in your left hand, and you take a running step or two as you slam it into his chest, and there's a small concussive blast as we get a shot from the back and we see the glowing light through his chest before it just explodes out the back, almost like your own shotgun blast. Athena's yellow-orange light pulses like a current through his body, and we get a close-up of Brother Lumen's joyous expression flicker with doubt as the red and black is burned out of his eyes by the yellow-orange light. And Brother Lumen is tossed back off his feet, thrown against the podium behind him as we watch his singed clothing catch fire and begin to ripple outwards, consuming him in Athena's light. The appropriate kind of light! <laughs> as you stand, heaving from the effort of blasting Brother Lumen into the podium, there are quick footsteps as Anji rushes over to you. Her hand is on your left shoulder. She forces you around to face her. We need to get you out of here. Why? I still gotta look at stuff. I... That looks bad. I don't think I can fix this myself. How did you do that? Do what? She's getting dizzier, but she doesn't quite know why. She gives you shocked and confused eyes and then places her hand gently on the left side of your face and forces your head down to look in the direction of your arm. And Athena, for the first time, you, you notice that your right arm is entirely missing, Ugh. left only a blackened and charred stump at your shoulder. But it's not bleeding. Is it on the ground right by her? She didn't move very much. Several feet away with its own pool of blood intermingling with the two goons that you just killed. My tattoo. Oh. Oh. From Athena's POV, the camera pulls out against the disembodied shape of Athena's right arm and the yellow Cory tattoo etched on the bicep, the twin of Pavi's. If she wasn't dizzy before, she is now. 
she grabs with her remaining arm on to Anji and says, I need, I need my doctor. Well, wow. I, I don't usually lead into the outro, but here I am. Here you are. Wow. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm like Owen Wilson over here. Wow. 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 I, th that is without a doubt the most, the most turned around fight that I've ever seen through the use of adventure cards. <laughs> super thematic. Wow. I, I, wow. There I go again. <laughs> Uh, this this is one of those moments where, like, as the GM, you know that your players will surprise you and do the unexpected, and you're pretty good about doing that. But I absolutely did not expect this as an outcome. Yeah, I, th I thought for sure that Athena was going to be having a bad time, and she still is. But uh, she kind of still is. I just, jeez, this was quite a turnabout. I've, this this is going to be something that I talk about for years. Like, really, this one? I mean, jeez. You you were almost killed outright. Mm -hmm. You managed to with your D four minus one vigor. You managed to <laughs> soak it down to three wounds. Yeah, and he still had the rest of his turn to go. And then you rolled it into the next turn. I just, man, I'm glad that Athena is okay. And now we have a lot of interesting narrative things happening. You know, she's mostly armless. <laughs> Well, I mean, I specifically did not make that joke at any point because it wouldn't have been dramatically appropriate, <laughs> right. and I don't think Anji would have thought that either, so. Well, I'm excited for the immediate fallout next episode, because I don't know what's going to happen. That's shit, man, me either. I guess we'll have to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. This is one of those situations where the story skews off because the unexpected happens. So just one of the, the many ways that I love tabletop storytelling, because... Everything's dynamic. I had a way that I expected that to go. This was not it. And, <laughs> but this is far more interesting than what I thought was going to happen. So, wow. I'm excited to see what happens next, and I honestly have no idea. She might need to talk to Rex finally. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> she needs an arm. Yeah. Maybe Javi can make her a nice one. Maybe. I mean, Anji's here too. Pfft, she's not getting an arm from Anji. She can give you a hand. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a whole arm, maybe. I don't know what dope beats you're going to put on this. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what sick beats you're going to put on this week. I We've do. We've got a cool one playing in the background right now. You guys can't hear it, but it's... You know. It's very... It's, it, this one's actually Wave Shaper. Wave Shaper. At Wave Shaper underscore SWE on Twitter. Wave Shaper one dot bandcamp dot com. What about Crockett? Crockett is at crockett.bandcamp.com that's crockett with two t's yes and, and on twitter at, at crockett 80s beat you oh man this is some manic energy after that fight I, yeah i got some i ran out of my caffeine energy like halfway through the session and then the manic near-death experience brought me back yeah the nice folks at the pinnacle entertainment group who created savage worlds can be found at peginc.com <laughs> peginc.com i'd like to say thank you to the patrons, we do it anyway, but we do it especially for you guys. Yes. Thank you, Michael, in particular. Thanks, Michael. Thank We're you for your support. And I'm talking over Allie right now, but I'm going to keep going. That's so fine. Thanks. Just plow I'm, ahead. I'm, I'm, plow ahead. Plowing. Thank you for your support, Michael. We really appreciate it. We hope that uh, this episode was a fun surprise. E excitement. I'm glad you took that bargain for your conviction, which you needed to yes, immediately use. Well, you didn't have to, but it was thematic, so oh, I liked so it. So good. So good. I'll trade you this arm for a clean kill. <laughs> <laughs>
You're not wrong. Yeah. Join our Patreon exclusive Discord server. Yeah, lowest tiers, two dollars a month. Gets you into the Discord. All the cool people we chat in there. Ali posts uh, character art, specific art every week, which I think some of it makes its way to the Twitter. Some but of it does, not all of, of it. There's a lot of work in progress stuff too. Or um, you get to see her sketches. You know more of her process for how she creates the fantastic art that truly brings this world okay, to life. Cool. Well, I mean it's I, it's amazing. I can't do it. I I'm, think it's your charisma what brings the world to life. It's not a stat in Savage Worlds anymore. No, but it's your real life buff. Pasha. Pashasha. No. Take my compliment. Take it. Oh, God. It's so juicy. <laughs> God, fuck. <laughs> uh, thanks for being here, guys. This was, a, this was a fun one. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. And enjoy this bonus scene. We're rolling right into this one. And we'll see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. We find Pavi and Athena standing on their apartment balcony overlooking the city and the canal. Pavi is checking the various plants that are set up on pots and garden boxes along the edges of this balcony. There's one plant in particular that is sitting on a freestanding table, just a small table, that Pavi points to happily. Athena, I, uh, I just got back from the market and I got this really cool plant. Athena stops poking the very squishable mushroom she's been prodding at. And she looks over and says, oh yeah? Well, get some good? Yeah, it's, um, I don't know what it's called. The person didn't either, and but I've never seen one before. And they said that uh, they're normally grown on the surface and they only sprout in very specific conditions. Uh-huh, let's take a look at this bad boy. She walks over and stoops close to this weird surface topper plant. It's a single vine sprouting up from the soil. There are two leaves that go out on either side and then the small vine ends in like a bulbous circle, like a dandelion head or something. Okay. The circle splits in half and opens like a little piranha plant. Come Venus flytrappy? Yeah, it's similar to that, yeah. It's mostly shades of green, but there are small orange veins running through it. Veins? Yeah, just like splashes of orange in the color. Well, she's instantly suspicious about that. (laughs) It's grown up top. Uh, Is it going to survive down here? Uh, It's supposed to. Um, Supposedly, they're very rare because they only sprout during solar eclipses. Really? That's what the guy said. (laughs) I don't know. And that's, uh, that has something to do with the sun, right? And the moon, maybe? It's shadows, I think. I didn't see any. Well, I could have, but I was scared because I know one of them makes you go blind if you look at it. So I just stayed inside for all of them. Oh, do you think the plant does that? No, that'd be ridiculous. Anyway, Athena it, starts tapping her foot and looking at this plant. No, no, it's um, so it's really cool. Uh, you have to feed it this special mixture of dome blood. You feed it with like a little dropper, you know, like a little eyedropper. It eats blood. Uh, it's something about the the special, I don't know, proteins and the way they're processed. And well, why would it need dome blood if it's from the surface? I mean, I think that's just what we have. You oh, know? so I just think, any kind of blood? I guess. I I could probably just prick myself and let it. You know, no, do I that, wouldn't do that. I'd... You can't give plants a taste for people blood. Mm, that's true. I mean, we do have enough security plants up here, but. I mean, the pitcher plant is almost assuredly coming for me at some point because of how much hair I've dumped into it at this point. But makes a small scrunching of her face. It's like... better than burning it. Maybe you... for you. What? Not for the plant. I'm sure it's fine with you. We put garbage in there. 
Well, yeah, but it's not hair. Loose hair is garbage. It, it just feels wrong. It just feels worse. I don't know. I can't explain it. Anyway, but this plant, I, I'm not going to feed it garbage because I don't think it's for that, but... I, well, you never know till you try. It's a little pincher. It, the, the mouth opens on the plant and it makes a small like... Does it, is this supposed to make noise? Ah, I've never heard a plant make noise that isn't Roja. Roja's not a plant. She got plants on her, Pavi. She, she socks you in the arm a little bit. <laughs> She's not a plant. I, I've seen her grow flowers out of her legs. Okay, but she herself is not a plant. Debatable. Well, she also doesn't drink blood. That as I, far as that I know. know. Yes, yeah, that's fair, but I feel pretty confident in saying that she doesn't, so... I mean, she's probably shot more of her blood into us at this point, if that's what her, you know, her healy juice is made out of. Again, it's not really her blood. It's more like a a complex compound that's made up of, and she lists a bunch of <laughs> science jargon. Athena has tuned out immediately. You know, she's a psychologist. Her, so her she eyes can, glazed over. She's a psychologist, so she can naturally manufacture those things from herself. So, you know, it would be like... Uh, she eats food, and then instead of turning it into energy to fuel her body, she can make it into something else. Oh, I should bring her more food, then. Mm, she shrugs. Maybe. Maybe. Ask her. I should. But this plant, I don't know, do you think it would grow different if we fed it a different kind of blood instead of Doomba blood? Mm, I'm hesitant to try. It could probably eat barisks. I mean, they're tiny, right? Uh, the shell might be an issue. Mm, take them out of the shell. I don't want to kill your fancy plant, though. Just goes right. Actually, we have a barisk in the fridge. Do you want to go get it? Should we? Why not, right? All right, she goes inside and grabs the little chilled barisk and then holds it up, and it brightens and starts to try to snap at the food. It's very vigorous, Athena says with a very worried expression. She feeds it the barisk, clamps down on it, and gulps it down in one go, and it's like a just a little piece of food inside the otherwise straight vine. Like a snake. Athena's real uncomfortable about this. Do you think it's going to grow? Oh, God, Didn't I really hope say. not. I hope not. I'm sure it'll be fine. You're very confident about this mystery plant. Well, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I could think of a couple things. There's a gurgle from the plant, and it grows by a half an inch. You just watch it go, shh. Oh, no. Pavi, it got bigger. Oh, I didn't see anything. Puffy? No, it's fine. Puffy, it definitely grew. But it's so rare. What are we supposed to do? I give, Return it! Can't return it. It was from the bazaar, you know? One of those limited time well, shop setups. Wouldn't it be bizarre if you just took it back there? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'll make me feel better if you're insistent upon keeping it. And she scooches the single table very close to the attack vine that strangled her and pats the vine is like, you watched this like a hawk. It just seems like maybe you're uncomfortable around all plants. If I find this thing having grown legs and enters into our home in any way, I'm going to incinerate it and punt its ashes into the bay. Just so you're aware of what I'm going to do. God, I, mean, I hope you didn't pay a lot for this, because that's mean, definitely what's going to happen. This little piranha plant opens its tiny jaws and shoots out a viney, tongue-like appendage at your wrist, Athena. Son of a bitch! Pavi! It stinks. <laughs> it bit me! <laughs> I mean, you just... How were you provoking it in any no! way? No! 
Javi. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. That's garbage. No one should ever have to do that when you just saw it bite me. After being very reasonable about this weird plant you brought into our home that eats blood and now me. Oh, fine, what do you want to do with it? Well, I'd say you could just take it to the incinerator room, but all the quarry down there might just make it more powerful and then it'll destroy the city. That seems like a weird leap of logic, but... I don't know, Pavi. This thing just tried to eat me. Alright, well fine, just get it over with. Whatever you're gonna do, just do it. How much did you pay for this? I don't want to talk about that. Pavi, how much did you pay for this that dumb, is... stupid, eating me plant? How about this? I'll tell you after you dispose of it the way you want to, hmm? And then you can pay me back. Acceptable. She extends her hand for a quick handshake. She slaps her hand. Damn it. No, like as a, oh, you okay. got a deal. <laughs> I'm going to be right back. You get that thing on the bike. We're going to go for a quick drive. Smash cut to them hovering over the open water. Athena has attached it to a firework. <laughs> <laughs> Where did she get the firework? The market. Okay. They got illegal weird plants. That's they got to have a firework. Uh, your, your point is taken. I see the point. <laughs> they park on a tiny island and Athena sets the fuse and just waits, backing up, saluting it as it goes. The firework sparks and after a split second of watching embers and light erupt from the end, it flies off into the darkness. What shape does it make when it explodes? It's one of those big crackly ones that stream down after they're done, like in little spirals, you know what I mean? Sure, I think so. As it spirals away into the darkness, you could swear you heard the tiniest <laughs> before it erupts outwards into the cascading twinkles in the darkness. Pavi, standing next to you, saluting in the same way, huffs a sad sigh and says, I was going to name it Athena too. 